What is going on, everybody? Great show today. Football recruiting, John Garcia Jr. We're going to chop it up. Uh, oh, interesting visitor coming this weekend. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is going on, everybody? I am Ryan Herrings, your host of Lockdown Badgers. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, as always, as we continue to build this community. Uh, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions to apply. Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, we're going to get right into it. John Garcia, Jr., Sports Illustrated, recruiting director on the football side, Locked Dons, uh, college football insider. And, John, it is someday, which means it's always a great day to talk college football recruiting. Thank Absolutely. you for jumping on the can't, show. Can't complain. Yeah, I can't complain. Good to be on with you as always, Ryan. And uh, yeah, yeah, good for Wisconsin. Move on from last week in, in most yes. respects. Keep it moving. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, we talked about it, man. Was there some way to keep Corey Smith, Donovan Harbor from going to that game? Apparently, you could not pull the strings and keep him out of Columbus. But like you said, let's move on. Uh, first thing I want to talk with you today, John, this, this is a question that came out of our Discord. And the question is, We've actually heard that this cycle from a few quarterbacks. Braden Dorman, for example, said he didn't really want to play necessarily in the system that Wisconsin has. Does Paul Chris's system, um, kind of the pro style, I don't want to say antiquated, but definitely not the system of choice in college football, does it impact recruiting and how does it? Yeah, I think on the front end, especially you know with you know, easy to push against positions like quarterback, yeah, surely it does detract. If you're a major you know, dual threat a uh, physical running running type of quarterback who passes secondarily. Yeah, you know, Lamar Jackson and RG3 and, and Anthony Richardson, those guys aren't going to go to Wisconsin, right? I mean, it just kind of is what it is in that respect. But conversely, it does enhance your ability on the offensive line, at tight end, certainly at running back. So it really is a give and take, a push-pull, just like it is in other systems. Mike Leach isn't going to get the number one running back in the country to go to Mississippi State basically ever because they're going to throw it 50 times a game. So it really any system, any scheme, really any program, you can kind of push pull within your own argument. Uh, so, yeah, it's a detractor to certain positions and certain desires, 100 percent. But it's not something that is limiting from a, a, an offensive acquisition standpoint, right? You can still build great offenses. You can still win a lot of games, which Wisconsin has proven as much as well as anyone with a more conventional style. And you still want to see him open it up a little bit. Um, but look, last week, really, that question shouldn't come out of last week because mm -hmm. you never had a chance. You never had a chance to get going in a game like that, regardless of what the script and the plan was you you just had no chance to get going because they just came out so darn hot offensively cj wasn't missing anything and, and they just weren't going to be denied early in that game from the osu perspective so you're, you're really unable to build off of a down 28 to nothing like like wisconsin was so we should look at it as a result of last game but overall yeah it limits you at certain position but enhances you at other positions simultaneously it just kind of is what it is again just like any of these uh i guess stubborn schemes that we see from college football programs that aren't budging one way or the other 
Yeah, I want to get your take on this because uh, you're the expert here. From a big picture standpoint, Wisconsin lays an egg in Columbus. A lot of people didn't expect them to win, but I think most people expected them to play better than that. Um, what does that do? Does that, uh, fans and fans are reactionary? That it's who we are. I'm I'm in that boat as well. By the way, does <laughs> you know the instant reaction is oh, that that plays really poorly to recruits? You know, we talked about Donovan Harbor, Corey Smith, two really big time recruits from Wisconsin in the 2024 class. They were in Columbus, right? Like. What kind of impact does that have on the recruiting stance? It against Ohio State, not as much. I, I think if it was, you know, Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota, this group of, of Big Ten programs, Nebraska this year, if that was the result against those teams, you might say, okay, well, is there something going on? Is there something I need to read into as a recruit? But man, when it's OSU, there's <laughs> it's almost a built-in excuse, like, look. You know, when, when a team loses to Georgia, like Oregon got destroyed mm-hmm. by Georgia. And it, you couldn't just be like, okay, well, Oregon's going to suck this year. No, they've, they've won every game since and have looked really good. They've played clutch. They look like they're going to be a 9-10 win team and contend for the Pac-12 like they seemingly always do. It's just like an excuse when you play Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and some of these programs uh, over the last few years. So. In that regard, no. I don't think it's a huge detractor in recruiting. It doesn't change the identity of Wisconsin. It doesn't change the plan at Wisconsin uh, really in any regard. It could have been revealing for this year in certain positional standpoints. Um, Yeah, maybe. I didn't expect Jim Leonard's crew to give up passing plays like that, um, nor did he, I'm sure. Uh, I didn't listen to his presser, but I'm sure he wasn't excited after that game. Um, So, yeah, in those regards, yeah, I think you could – start to make a smaller, uh, more microscopic argument. But from the macro, especially in recruiting now, uh, I don't think any Wisconsin targets are pulling them off the board because of a game like that. It's it's never that simple in a one-game sample. Mm-hmm. Again, especially when it's a juggernaut like Ohio State. Yeah, and I, let me just take that a step further. I think I probably know where you would go with this answer as well. But similar, again, just talking about fans reactions to certain aspects of recruiting when you have a a kid on campus and you lose on on that day like similarly that's probably not as much of a deal as fans make it out to be yeah kid you're gonna lose a kid on on a visit for something internal not something that we can all see uh that is so visible right it's not going to be one player one decision one score one outcome it's going to be something that they discovered on a negative end elsewhere on campus whether it's meeting with a coach the meal, uh, academics, just something that they didn't expect to not like that they, in, in, in fact, didn't like when they got to campus. It, it's rarely going to be the score of the game, the outcome, or even the feel of of just one of those dud kind of nights. It, it's never that simple. Uh, but look, luckily for, for the Badgers here, outside of those two instators who made the trip, it wasn't in Madison. It, it was in Columbus. So you didn't have a lot of prime Wisconsin targets there anyway. Uh, so even if they saw it on television or anything like that, it's it's not pulling the Wisconsin hat off the table in and of itself. Sure. And if they were watching that on TV, that thing was off by the first quarter anyway. So probably, missed, probably true. Probably true. They missed a big portion of it. Um, I want to finish up here. I want to circle back to the original kind of discussion of, you know, does the the style, does it impact recruiting in a way or not? And I think you answered that really well with there's no perfect, you know, way. And obviously every recruit's different. There's a push pull. Is there a, though, 
to that point, though, when we talked about quarterback recruiting so much and Wisconsin's inability over the several years to really land difference makers there, Graham Mertz was obviously a big-time win, but for the most part, it hasn't been that fruitful. Does Is that on the coaches to change that narrative a little bit? Um, I'm sure they're being negatively recruited against. Yeah, that last part in particular. You know, I'm not going to throw out any names, but I know a couple of Big Ten coaching staffs that are very willing to to throw some dirt on on a scheme like that relative to what they are trying to present mm-hmm. but that's again that's just something you have to deal with just kind of anyway right but but i think on the front end though at some point you wonder and, and we talked about it with the type of recruit wisconsin was coveting right a lot of mobile guys guys who could play well off script at what point do you start to tweak at least in principle right new oc this year does that all start to mesh together to, to make you think, hey, this thing could open up just some? It's never going to be Mike Leach. It's never going to be even Lincoln Riley. But could it open up some in that direction and still have the basic foundation of, hey, we're going to run the football and establish the line of scrimmage? You know, I think there's there's a blend there that works to to a certain level. I look at what Steve Sarkeesian is doing at Texas. I thought Gus Malzahn was really the first power spread coach I saw mm-hmm. who was running – Big Ten I formation style football from a spread formation, right at Auburn and, and now at UCF. So there there are various examples of the blend that is possible. But how much do you push towards that? How much can you push towards that relative to your personnel, though? Right, because that is a part of it too. You can only push so much. So that's why I think in recruiting, it's always interesting to see when different types of players are coveted because now you're you're affording yourself some time to make these changes because with the personnel you have on the field this year for Wisconsin, it's a lot like last year's, right? So there's not a whole lot schematically you're going to change and tweak mm-hmm. from a from a foundational idealistic standpoint. Over time, though, especially in recruiting, you can begin to effort that. So you just wonder if if we're at that point with Wisconsin or is it the opposite? And Paul Chris is like, we'll tweak it this much. But that's it, and that's just gonna—that's just who we're gonna be always. Um, that's a different question for maybe a different show. But you do wonder again with some of the targets out there if the effort is to tweak a little bit, and I would lean that way if I had to guess. Yeah, and that's a great point to wrap up on. They—they they definitely targeted a certain type of quarterback this cycle. You know, they haven't had the necessarily the luck in landing him yet, but right. yeah, more athletic, more playmaker, more you know, playground type style. Um, coming up next, guys, we're going to keep John Garcia on the show. We're going to talk about a couple interesting prospects, a 24 kid and a 23 kid that's coming to, to campus. Um, definitely interesting players to keep an eye on. We're going to talk about that next on Locked On Badgers. But first, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news, podcasts, in depth articles, analysis on every single game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, uh, baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, NASCAR, eSports, it's all there, um, plus live Vegas games. The live in-game betting and the futures betting are both things that I really enjoy. Um, Head to BetOnline. .net. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap 
recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're going to bring John Garcia back on. I want to, again, thank everyone for tuning into the show. Really, really do appreciate the support, as always. Uh, bring John back into the show. And, John, I want to talk about um, an interesting 2024 linebacker that the Badgers have offered, that they've been in on. Peyton Pierce, uh, 6'1", 220-pound blue-chip prospect out of Texas. We're, and again, like we're talking top 100 consensus-type recruit, yeah. huge offer list, very similar in a way to Tackett Curtis before, you know, the year before where the Badgers got in on him early, that type of prospect. What can you tell us kind of about his recruitment? Do the Badgers have a chance here? What do you like about his game? Well, yeah, he's he's similar to Tackett in, in a lot of ways in, in that it's a national battle, and this is a, an exciting sideline-to-sideline side linebacker that, you know, Wisconsin has been able to pull out of other areas of the country, you know, kind of year after year, right? There's these few positions that you just feel like, if Wisconsin's going to do it, it's going to be at the at running back, tight end, O line, linebacker, maybe DB. So you know, I, I think I think he's an interesting case study in that regard. Now he's he's from down in Texas, and look, a ton of ties to to the local schools that you would expect, right? He's been up to Texas a bunch, A and M, and really Oklahoma is the school that, uh, from a family standpoint, he's got a, a lot of juice in. I think his grandparents lived there. He had a family member attend the school uh, relatively recently. That's maybe the one. Uh, to keep the closest eye on just from, from an early recruiting standpoint. But there are schools out of the region, Wisconsin, Tennessee, et cetera, that have been consistent with him. And Wisconsin was one of the first he mentioned recently when, when asked about, hey, you know, September 1st, first contact point that the schools can initiate with the class of 24, who's hit you the most? Wisconsin came right after some of those hyper-regional schools that we just talked about. So the effort is there uh, fr from the Badger perspective uh and again this isn't a quarterback this isn't a wide receiver this isn't a position where you feel like well good luck going outside the footprint here this is a linebacker who is a mike type instinctive downhill sideline to sideline as we mentioned that fits a lot of what wisconsin has already proven so it's the opposite of the quarterback recruiting argument so yeah i, I think you're gonna stay in this race he appears to be in no rush to make a verbal commitment. So naturally, what do you got to do? Stay up with them, get them up to Madison. I mean, th those are kind of the, the chalk items to continue to pursue from a visit perspective or from a recruiting perspective in terms of what you want going forward, uh, just in case he does start to accelerate the process. But it appears as if Pierce is taking his time with the process and allowing you know the board to shake out how it's going to shake out. So Wisconsin is going to stay in that race. Um, they'll never be considered the favorite. I think the local schools will always be viewed as such, particularly Oklahoma and Texas at the top of this thing. Uh, but there's still a long way to go in that race. So you're certainly in the mix. And I believe Wisconsin stays in the mix going forward. Yeah. And to your point, you talked about just a, a guy who instinctive Mike linebacker, you know, when you look at highly recruited kids, highly recruited prospects, you know, does the offer list match up? And for him, yes. Checks, obviously. Yeah. Does the film match up? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, you know, uh -huh. does the production match up? Absolutely. So he really checks all the boxes. Um, what, when you're looking at linebackers from your perspective, what are they, some of the caring traits that you're looking for and where does he have those? 
Well, I think instincts are becoming more important at that position than than we we previously talked about, right? I think we used to look at linebackers as, hey, can you come downhill and take on a fullback in the A-gap? Can you shed blocks and be an impact player at, at the contact point? And, and a lot of that is still important, maybe not the fullback part. A lot of that is still important, but not as much as we once considered. Now, to me, instincts are such a big part of it. Why? What's popular? Spread, RPO, a lot of I candy that could really distract you from what's really going on on a given play any big run that we see in college football there's a linebacker going in the other direction right Mm -hmm. fitting the wrong gap so i think the instincts to recognize the mesh point and play through your keys is still really important uh, from a linebacker perspective and you can't be as productive as he is i think 130 tackles last year you can't be that productive without the instincts. Physically, he's there as well. That's something we certainly look for, the type of linebacker you're going to be. Are you going to be a classic off-ball type of backer who, who maybe has a shot to play inside at the next level? Or are you one of these hybrid types that maybe could rush the passer or, or drop into coverage on third down? I think he's more of, of the former and more of a, a classic middle linebacker type uh, who, who can command a defense at one point. So you've got the frame, you've got the athleticism and the instincts all, all checked uh, really in Sharpie uh, in, in this evaluation. There's still more to be desired. I think uh, another element to his game uh, could be added, right? Whether it's pass rushing, the ability to cover uh, a little bit more consistently, but you're also not asked to do that as much uh, at the high school level, especially in Texas, where a lot of teams are still very much running the football first. Uh, So I think those are still to be uh, desired down the line. And he's just a junior, right? Just a few games into his junior season. So still a ton of football to put on tape uh, before that final evaluation is made. But typically with linebackers, yeah frame instincts and then kind of grouping like what kind of linebacker are you because there's really only two left right you've got your off ball classic types and you've got these hybrids that can do a little bit of everything there's there's really not that uh, that third type of linebacker out there any longer because of how the game has changed mm-hmm. from a, a schematic standpoint well especially going to the college level light right you can be that third type of linebacker in high school but to your point right. the college level has changed so much which is what we're talking about here um, and the other point I think that was really good about, you know, you can ding him for well, we don't see him drop back in coverage. In high school, you're never going to do that. He's so athletic that you just unleash yeah. him. Why would you? Know? you why would you ask him to go to give ground? No, go take right. ground. Go downhill. Go make plays. We don't need you to to worry about the back end. A hundred percent. Which is the same thing we saw with Tackett Curtis. It's the same thing yeah. you see with a lot of kids in high school. Um, I want to finish up here with, uh, with Peyton. Is there? I know you mentioned that he's taking his time, uh, probably it's still junior, only a couple games in. Has, has there been any type of timeline in terms of a potential official visit to Wisconsin or, or somewhere else coming up in the near term for future here? Well, I think he's talked about making a game visit, which is certainly step one. And, and I think if it extends into next year, calendar year, I should say, you certainly want that official. I mean, that's really the crowning moment of, hey, you know, we are in this for this national recruit over the long haul. And and I think the positioning of that official could be interesting should his recruitment extend all the way into 2023, right? Do you want him to visit in the spring? Because now those trips are available, maybe come for a spring practice or the spring game. Do you want him to come in the summer, maybe for a camp or an off, a non-football event, barbecue, whatever you got going on? Or do you try to hold out until the season and you get him up to a game 
in Madison, maybe one of the bigger games uh, in Madison next season uh, to see if you could help on the back end make up some ground that inevitably Texas, Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. company are, are going to create in the short term. But, yeah, I know a visit to Miscat- to Madison is in the works. Not sure if it's a game visit or just an unofficial, um, but eventually you do want to land an official if you're going to win this recruitment, uh, regardless of when he wants to make a decision. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great stuff as always. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors. Then we're going to come back with a prospect whose film is a ton of fun to watch on Locked on Badgers. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Locked on Badgers. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we got John Garcia, Sports Illustrated Recruiting Director, Locked on's College Football Recruiting Insider. John, before we get started, uh, where can people find your always insightful work? Well, yeah, si.com slash college is, is where most of my work lies. And of course, we're uh, you know, talking ball on Twitter as well. John Garcia underscore JR is where you can find me there. Awesome. Uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Super insightful stuff. John, there's a, a really, I would say, call a bit of a sleeper prospect coming to campus. Uh, 2023 kid, Evan Herman out of Sussex, Wisconsin, 6'6", 210, 220 pounds. He'll be on campus this weekend for the game. What can you tell us uh, watching film on him about his recruitment, his game? Uh, what What's your feel here? Well, like you said, a ton of fun, right? We love senior risers, guys who just play their way. They force their hand into the recruiting conversation. And and man, there's a lot to like here. You mentioned 6'6", 210, 220 or so. An elite hurdler? Like, what are we doing here? These kids are getting freakier by the year. An elite hurdler who was more of a track guy, but man, when he flashes on Friday nights, As a pass rusher, um, the technique is not there. The frame has a long way to go Mm -hmm. from a lower body standpoint. He needs to add weight. That will come in college. But the twitch, the effort, and the athleticism shows up in spades on tape. And when you're a pass rusher, oftentimes that is okay. That is not a big detractor. Programs are willing to develop those traits because you can't teach 6'6", 210 with great athleticism and effort. And that is what he has shown. The backside pursuit is great. He gains ground in a hurry. And he's starting to work his hands a little bit. I watched the last week's tape that he put out. Starting to work his hands a little bit. Uh, certainly needs a long way to go from a technical standpoint. But he is a a hot and intriguing commodity in the state of Wisconsin. Something we don't talk about every single cycle. But yeah, his offer list is growing. And, and he's blossomed into already kind of a true Big Ten recruit. You know, programs are in the thick of it, and that offer list is only increasing here uh, going forward. So an intriguing prospect that happens to be in Wisconsin's backyard. So timely to get him on campus now because Vanderbilt has offered. The SEC mm-hmm. might come calling. Get him on campus now. Try to end this thing as soon as possible because he is so easy to sell from one person to another. And that that's what recruiting is, right? We don't talk about that enough. It's got to go evaluator to position coach, position coach to coordinator, and then eventually to the head coach. Like, hey, can we offer this kid? Uh, because one, other people are going to like today. And two, he could really help us regardless of, of scheme and how his body uh, fills out here uh, in the near future. So a fascinating recruit with a very hot recruitment to follow. And these end one of two ways, right? In-state school jumps in, takes the visit. Hey, I'm done. I wanted to play here anyway. Or two, I know I'm a hot commodity. I, I hear these, these, see these different area codes in my text, um, text inbox or in my voicemail. 
let me go ahead and vet some of those those options and see if any more come in and I take this thing all the way to November, December. So interesting to see how Herman handles that from his perspective, but an easy kid to identify and sell now that he's burst onto the scene. Yeah, I, I agree completely with your easy comment. There, there's certain players, and I always think about it, if you had never watched a football game and you turned on Herman's film, you would immediately say, that guy's the best dude on the field. Like, you don't need to know football just to see it, right? And to your point, there's just not a lot of six six really good athletes walking around out there. You know, his ability to get in the backfield is just a big ball of clay. And when you start seeing Vanderbilt, a school that doesn't come into Wisconsin, really, to make offers, drop an offer on his back pocket, that raises your eyebrows, and he's definitely the type of player. I don't know if you remember um, Andrew Van Ginkle. He was a junior college kid. You know, yeah. Yep. Came Early back to Wisconsin. Dolphins, right? Yeah. 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 He's this kid has that type of frame. You know, like it, it, he needs to develop more, as you said. But that super long, lanky, edge type defender. Um, do you do you have any type of feel? And this is probably an impossible question to ask, but this is a player that clearly has been kind of a track guy, football guy. You know, Wisconsin, Sussex, Wisconsin. This is not a hotbed of recruiting. Yeah. If this player with this type of frame, you know, had just been a football guy in a, in a Texas, in a Florida. This feels like the type of prospect that people are like really drooling over. A hundred percent, right? Because then he gets in with the trainers and then he's taking all these other visits, he's going to all the camps and it becomes a, a, a guy that a clay, like, as you mentioned, that everyone is molding as opposed to just, hey, let's wait till he gets to college. Yeah, I, I think that, again, everybody needs pass rushers, right? Premium position. And there's no questions on the frame or the athleticism, which are always the questions mm-hmm. other pass rushers get. Well, is he really 6'3"? Or how athletic is he? Is there anything verifiable here? That box is in Sharpie multiple times with this kid. So I, I think that's where the benefit of the doubt is really given sight unseen in this in this case uh, at a premium position on top of it. So, again, you can never have enough pass rushers. The frame is there. The athleticism is there. The effort is is even there too so I, I think any defensive line coach says yeah give me give me guys like this that i can create uh in in kind of my own way and you feel good about it as a coach because they they make it a little bit easier because we, we see those transitions happen all the time uh across college football and he looks like he could be one of the the next wave or, or two to to pop up and, and be a great success story that we look back on and say, man, remember when he had zero offers? Now now he's got thirty. You know that right. that could easily happen as as programs now all over the country dig into this video. Yeah, John, a great great insight as always. I uh, really do appreciate you jumping on the show. Uh, I know you're have some weather in Florida. You're not in the the midst of it, but I uh, wish you a bunch of safety and and just you know good luck riding this thing out. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Definitely uh, hunkering down. But, you know, as a Floridian, you you do get used to it to a certain degree. But uh, thankfully uh, and luckily, all is well so far. Yeah. And just uh, really quick, we had I think I mentioned off air, but we had Parker uh, Lisi on the show as well just earlier today. And he was also IMG's closed down. He's up in Florida. So, you know, very, very appreciative of both you guys carving out time to talk to us today. As always, Go check out uh, John's stuff. It's super insightful. He's on top of it. One of the best in the game at following uh, recruiting colleges and just player stories as he tells it. Um, so just go check his workout. Appreciate everyone tuning in to Locked On Badgers. We're going to talk to you again tomorrow. When you're done, you go check out Locked On Big Ten. Host Nate Dickinson takes you all around the conference. The, the rivals we kind of dislike and all the ones we super dislike. He'll get you caught up on those. Uh, with that, on Wisconsin, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.